Join me today on In Conversation while I drop into one of my solo sessions where I ponder a lot of things and potentially nothing, where sometimes it is gold and sometimes it is, wow, is that really something that resides in your brain, Natalie? But all jokes aside, today I am diving into cancer and the wake-up call and a couple of other things. There is some gold in here, so I do hope that you enjoy today's episode of In Conversation. This is a solo session. morning and welcome to another episode of In Conversation. You are joining me, Nat Quirk, your speaker, your host, part-time comedian, full-time mum and, you know, all the time legend. (laughs) I have to make myself laugh, right? Uh, But (laughs) all jokes aside, my name is Nat Quirk. I am a women's confidence and transformation coach Uh, what does that actually mean? That means that I work with women who have a a sense, maybe it's stronger than a sense, maybe we've moved past the feather, past the brick into the Mack truck of, wow, I can't outrun this emotional pain anymore and I know I need to do something different for myself and my life. That's me. That's where I come in. And you know, I have like a unique set of skills around so many things. Um, one of them being that I love the power of conversation. Hence the reason why I started this podcast. I love the power of conversation. I love, I joke with people, um, you know, I come through like the, the Tony Robbins-esque NLP, so the neuro-linguistics, like very much the routine, the script of changing our mindset, um, which has its place certainly not dissing any of this stuff, has its place, had, you know, that very sort of in the doing of the things because that was, you know, in my previous career, that was always me, the doing of the things, the program, the achievables, the deliverables, the can we just all get on board, drink the Kool-Aid and bring this bad boy home. Um, and then, you know, back, I swung, the pendulum swung back for me to the spiritual community in which, you um, you know, I love the possibilities and the potentiality of spirituality. And now I've settled somewhere like on this like consciousness maybe um, and, and like I even sit uncomfortably with the term entrepreneur because, yeah, I like scaling businesses. It's great. I like being in business with people to help them um, focus but for me it's like oh I'm still serving the need of everyone needing to be in love that's my thing you know let's bring the love back um and a journey that I've been like really concept I've really been journeying with lately has been this loving beyond agreement you know um I have been someone who was like for so long my my stories and my trauma meaning around the way I related with people was like if you didn't agree with me then you know um you were unreliable because you didn't agree with me we all have to agree right that's how we get um consensus and security and safety when everyone agrees with us 
isn't it? You have to agree with me. We have to have this program. We have to all be on this page. And then that's like, it's like um, the classic, you know, inner child unreliability around love response is, you know, if I can lock these people in, then that's security. And I lived my life like that with anyone who just had an opinion that disagreed with mine, maybe had different political beliefs, maybe came at life from a different perspective. I was like, well, you know, how the fuck can you think like this when in reality, in reality, right, we have the idealised version of life and I invite anyone who has not done some personal development work because, you know, like it just is what it is, right? We get the opportunity in this space to question, turn our beliefs over and question them and really look underneath of what is the motivation for holding this belief. What is the motivation I have here? Is it to serve a need that is in response to something that I still haven't resolved? So a trauma of some description. Now, trauma doesn't have to be a huge event. It can be a number of small events if you would like to be more informed around this. And, like, I don't love the word and I certainly don't love the the obsessiveness we have with my trauma, the ownership of trauma. I'm not a fan of that, right? It's like when we start speaking about anything external to us in terms of mine, I feel like there is power we give to that to have over us. So when I talk about trauma, I'm like, look, traumatic experiences, meanings we've made, places we've journeyed to emotionally to allow that to still live to, it's like a fire needs oxygen to continue to be in its fullness, right? To be in its brightest, its most warmth, its most, when we give air to things like this, so we give our attention and our energy by ownership of it, then that thing continues to thrive and live within us. Instead of just acknowledging that all of us have had an event occur and we have taken a meaning away from that, and that has become our story, our definition, our script, if you like, that we have then carried into any other situation we encounter like this in our lives and use that behaviour model to respond in the situation. And when I say respond, I mean the way as in we show up, not as in waiting for someone to initiate Um like part of the experience is like the way that once we're in there we're already triggered in there and we're responding to the trigger not necessarily to the actual event because you know we're bringing all of our baggage from the past in and we're like here we go these are all the things I think you mean when you say this or all the things I think that occur when this happens that's what I mean by that so, you know, any, any space we exist in where we're um, relying on a way of being instead of being fully present in the moment, for me, it's like, okay, I am robbing myself of the richness of life when I sit in this space. I'm robbing myself of the richness of life when I'm not present 
to what is actually happening in the moment in my life. In the moment in my life. Yeah. Just having a little moment with myself here. I'm like, what else needs to be said there? You know, I'm somewhat like this curious mix of uh, the the what's coming through me and then like, no, nah, fuck, what's burning a hole in my soul this morning? And what do I really need to talk about? So, you know, that was probably the like that that is one of the big things I wanted to cover off before we get into anything today is, you know, this is where this mixture of, of me has been derived from. I sit somewhere curiously in the middle of, you know, consciousness, spirituality, personal development. I love Tony Robbins. Do I want to be him? No, nah, probably not. It's, you know, got a lot of energy. Would I like to be that energetic? Also, if I really wanted to, I could do it. Not doing it. What does that say? As Perry Chase, the absolute legend says, you will keep doing the thing until you don't need to do the thing anymore. You will do it until you don't need to do it anymore. Mm, let that one marinate. You will do it until you don't need to do it anymore. So much in that, isn't it? Such a simple statement and so much in it. So today, 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 little solo episode. I'm going to talk about, now that I've done how many minutes on that, ah, this was going to be a quick video. Today, I am going to talk about cancer. That's right. We're going to go there today. We are going to go there on cancer. Something I keep circling back to because I'm like, ah, where do I really sit on this? And this week I had this really beautiful little moment with myself where I was like, okay, uh, Oh, I'm still not speaking from the truth of the perspective on this in terms of the realness in, uh, I'm just playing with the camera over here, in terms of a realness, oh, that's better, I don't know, what is it, hang on, made myself very bright there, in terms of the realness around what, um, how I really feel and what I believe happened for me in the cancer journey. Now, oh, I'm going to out myself well and truly here. And this is probably going to, I'm going, what I will say is for, before I say anything and continue down this path, for those of uh, the people in my community, my beautiful friends who are still in a cancer journey, by no means, um, is what I'm saying in any way, shape or form, a judgment of where you are at all. I believe as humans, our experience is perfect for what we are calling in. So where you are is perfect for you. I am not diminishing or dissing your experience. In fact, I'm talking about my experience and I feel like this is probably the first time I've been, I'll see, scratching the ear, uncomfortable. 
Let's breathe into this, Natalie. The first time that I have been super honest about this. Super honest about my, what I honestly feel like happened, what happened for me in the cancer space. Now, there's a couple of things that I really want to unpack here. One is, is that, you know, we can, as human beings, we love to censor and censure people whose message we feel threatens our equilibrium or the perception of safety we feel we have in a situation. So we love to censor and censure people that threaten our sense of security and safety. So if you continue to listen, I really would love you to keep that in mind because for me, this is like a really vulnerable um, space to step into because I feel like there's so much in the cancer journey that I am yet to honestly unpack because of my fear of judgment, fear of judgment of like people who supported me won't love me anymore. People who were part of that journey are not going to like what I say. People who have cancer are going to think that I have walked across to the side of like, you know, the, the real crazy alternate crew and um that's not that's not where I mean to be at all I don't mean to be there at all but I just feel like I haven't done there is something in the truth of any any of our experiences that I feel like there's something bigger than us in sharing it like if there's one person and can I stop saying like so much I know wow if there is one person that hears this and, and picks up a, an element of hope from what I share, then I, that would make me really happy. I'd be like super happy and feel like to some extent, yay, high five me, you know, because I tell you what doesn't, um, you know, what I have shared with you guys to date has been that, um, I, I have realised that as part of that journey, it wasn't actually to have cancer. It wasn't to, like, be unwell. It was like, uh, wake the fuck up, Natalie. How many spaces in your life are you still ignoring? Can you wake up now? Can you wake up and be present now? Can you wake up? Wake up, please. Can you wake up and dive into the healing of the spaces in which you still carry so much emotional pain because you are carrying this into every part of your life and we're fucking tired my soul was tired and you know here's where I get woo-woo so you know warning uh my soul and god got together and they went fuck what is it this bitch needs to know what does this bitch need to know here what the fuck can we like We've given her love and taken it away. She's experienced these things and it's and it's left. She's, you know, questioned her worth and her value. She's had addiction issues. She's experienced some pretty, pretty hardcore physical trauma. She's had some big heartache. She's, you know, copped the slings and arrows in her career. She's drunk the Kool-Aid. She's done the hard yards. My God, has she done some fucking penance in terms of the good old you know catholic religion model um and she's still not getting it fuck righto let's pull out the big guns this is it the, hopefully this will wake her up right 
that's that 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 for me is like the bit that like really lands in my body like I yeah I feel that in my body in terms of like okay the bigger picture of like what was this thing what was this thing why was it here excuse the squeaky office chair I'm really sorry I've got to get a new one but I really like the way this one looks and it's surprisingly comfortable. Um, maybe could just oil it. That would also help too. So, um, you know, that was the piece that landed for me in terms of like, aha, this is what is here, right? This is this is why this came. Okay. Because, you know, for me, I'm like, fuck, there are no accidents in life. And even the accidents in life are like, um, even the accidents in life are like, ah, there's something here for me, right? I'm just such a big, and what is underneath that? And the sense of curiosity and what is underneath that and what is underneath that and what is underneath that, right? So, um, you know, that that was the landing point for me. I'm like, wake the fuck up. There you go. And, you know, I've shared with you guys, like I had a few friends during that journey that obviously had cancer and, um, a similar prognosis to me, similar, similar stage and died, you know, and here I am like over here going, oh, I wasn't juice fasting. I wasn't, um, I wasn't, you know, hyperbaric oxygen chambers. I didn't go vegan. I didn't quit all dairy. I didn't, I, I, I cleaned up the emotional stress in my life, the sources of emotional stress. This was the first space that like I did landmark years ago. I think I shared that with you, like a landmark weekend years ago, which was like turn the light on, right? And then I just decided to hide again. Like that, yeah, I that was emotionally painful. But now I'm just going to hide from all this again. And um, we'll be cool, you know, we'll be cool. Keep rolling out these painful experiences, you know. Uh, and like nervous system overload and going on antidepressants and having time off. Anyway, you know, all these things for the brick, 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 Mack truck, right? Cancer. Wake up, Natalie, as the screeching of the brakes over the top of me. Are you awake yet? So, you know, all good. But, you know, I had friends like die and I who had been the poster children for, um, well, you know, it's time to take care of my body. Now, do I believe that, that cancer and illness like that is, um, is, is, is the catalyst of physical health? Mm. Look, yes, there definitely are some contributors, but for me, I'm like, you know, I'm a bit of a Louise on the page of my girl Louise Hayes. I'm like manifestation of disease emotionally is like manifestation of disease in the body. You know, what am I not dealing with that like my, which also, you know, yes, you could say that like um, our physical health is related to that because when we're not in a good space, then we start to do things that are either um avoiding or a hyper awareness around so the avoidance of like the activity or the thing to help us with our physical um health or a hyper awareness of it like where we're almost like punishing ourselves so the exercise the food restrictive diets the um 
juice fast and whatever the whatever what right where it's almost like punishment because there are so many different ways in which we can detox our system which are far more gentle and honest than um you know basically sending our body into like Anyway, I'm not a health expert, so I'm not going to talk on that level because I don't want y'all to come at me on that level because I don't want to devote my energy to those topics. It's not my zone of genius. I'm cool to not play in that lane. So for me, like, you know, uh, what uh, what I feel like I did in that space was just really like, so, well, one, scared the shit out of me. Let's be really clear. I did think there were moments where I was like, fuck, I'm going to die. And, you know, particularly around key points, like when, you know, we put in my life insurance claim and even my people putting in the claim were like, yeah, but like you're not dying, are you? And I remember like half of me going, fuck. Well, no one's like overtly saying it. It's presenced in every conversation. But selfishly, Oh, well, is that selfish? No, it was just a coping mechanism. I was like, you know what? No, it's all good. Nothing to see here, you know? But, um, you know, when that insurance claim came back so quickly, signed off so quickly, it was like just a massive double-edged sword because I was like, oh, okay, I can... Um, there's a sense of relief around things for Ryan, right? Because it's like, oh my God, my son's only 22 months old or something at this point, right? <clears throat> so there's a sense of relief around like, even if I am not here to be his mother, I will have left him money, right? You know, <clears throat> which, hmm definitely opening up something around my voice there which definitely like in the space of that and the way I was thinking at that time was like okay well money gives him options options gives him possibilities and I just want my son to have possibilities if I'm not going to be here to be his mother you know um so you know there was a sense of relief there but it was also fucking shocking how quickly that happened and there's a lot of backstory around that um in terms of like what was happening in the insurance industry at times so we had really prepared ourselves for me to potentially be dead well and truly by the time any of this stuff came through <coughs> so weird thinking back to that time now it's like just feels like it happened to another person like this, did, did this happen to me? Was this me? And I mean, obviously it was, but there is this part of me, it's like, wow, life is so different now. It's like we have this big dive into the valley of like, whoa, holy fuck, what is happening here? To now it's like, oh, cool. Okay. Um, stuff still happens. You know, uh, no, by no stretch of the imagination am I like, there are no bumps in the road in life now. Of course there are. But it's just now I'm like, okay, well, where is my attachment to something blocking me from one, well, resolving if it's an issue, taking the action, the aligned action to understand how I need to resolve, right, and the patience, 
okay and the trust so like this comes back to this point this belief that i i have this 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 line that is comforting to me right it's like everything is happening for me what is in this for me what is underneath that and what is underneath that and and when I say that I'm not like it's all blue skies and fucking sunshine and you know little birds tweeting but then it is because I just believe that like even in the darkest times of our journey there's something really really powerful for us to oh sorry i'm gonna go spiritual on you here for us to alchemize right for us to integrate into ourselves it's like okay this is part of who i am and how i show up and i need i need my soul needs me to bring this in whatever it is to bring this in to bring it into me to become you know, whatever, whatever it is, however it's showing up, what's here for me? And, and there's something in this for me. What is it? How does it, you know, because I, I like, I, I've, I've been sharing a bit about around, you know, listening to Abraham Hicks and like what she says in terms of like, well, Esther, in terms of what's shared in that medium around, you know, if it is in your life, you have asked for it. And, you know, you can come at me also prefer not to. It's like, I can't, I can't answer these questions for you on a personal level, right? Um, I didn't ask this situation I'm in. Well, yeah, like also silence and not using our voice is, is a um, concession. It's agreement. It's very passive, but it's still agreement. We don't use our voice when we stay in the situation. Now, I'm not judging anyone on why or what the motivation is there, but what I'm saying is have an awareness around the, the presence of something in your life is because you have asked for it, whether that was actively or passively whether that was through a lack of self-belief, but something in your beliefs has created the version of reality you're living in today. And like, I'm fully owning this, you know, I'm journeying this at the moment with myself and my journey in terms of with my business, in terms of with my relationships, in terms of with my, um, my work. It's cool. Instead of like, denying reality right i'm like okay well this is happening oh okay what's here what am i not willing to see what am i not accepting in myself where am i not taking action and for me it's like i've learned this really beautiful art of just being remaining in the curiosity right with that sense of awareness, like, okay, the belief that this will become, I will see it when I'm meant to see it. So I keep taking the aligned action. I keep being in myself. 
okay, filtering, you know, what's what's happening or what's around me and in me and through me as is this my truth? Is this my trauma? You know, I'm aware of like my ego. I've got all my tools in my toolkit. I'm not bypassing by like, okay, I've got to meditate or breath work my way to this. I have realized, um, well, I had a knowing I couldn't voice probably about six or seven months ago that that ritualistic process side of things is not, was a bypassing tool for me. That by keeping to dip into that, oh, well, I'll just do some breath work and meditate. I wasn't, I was bypassing the discomfort that needed to happen to, for me to actually be like, oh, fuck, I don't want to sit here. Right. So I was like, oh, no, no, I'll just meditate and then I'll make it okay. I'll just do a little process and then I'll make it okay. I'll, you know, sit in the mat and that'll make it okay. And I'm like, mm, also doing all these things and nothing changing. I'm like, okay, well, what's here, right? Again, it's like nothing's changing. I'm doing all this stuff. I'm taking all this action. Nothing's changing. Mm, mm, mm. What am I not acknowledging? What am I not acknowledging for myself? What am I not willing to experience for myself? Because there is, you know, we cannot outrun our emotional pain. Trust me on this one. Although you're probably going to have to experience this journey for yourself. But, you know, let's go with the tickle rather than the fucking Mack truck. You know, the tickle of the feather. The universe saying to you, there's something here for you. Rather than Mack truck barreling over the top of you, you cannot outrun your emotional pain. And this brings me back to the cancer space. You cannot outrun your emotional pain. So what happened with that is what... This is like me and my go, well, let's, let's, you know, put this in chronological order now because that's also part of me. What does this mean? Also part of me, that gets to be okay, right? I had done such a great job of avoiding all the things that I felt were incredibly painful in my life from my relationships to, you know, from my intimate relationships to my relationship with my family um, to my response to my family to my relationship with my mum, you know. Um, I had been so very good at avoiding all that, right? Champion. Just got to plug my phone in here, kids, with me. Absolute five stars, like, high five yourself. You were doing so great at that. So, so good at avoiding that, right? Just like, just, ah, oh, Natalie, enough. But it was like, even in the times where I was like, oh my God, this hurts so much. I don't want this to be the way it is. I could not, could not, could not, could not. Let's stop recording here. I could not stop myself. I couldn't. I just had this like, oh no, let's get back on the horse and keep going. Poor horse was like the horse in the... You know, I've been through the desert on the horse with no name. It was like, you know, basically massively dehydrated and starved and dying. And I was still like Dali, the Dali painting with the horse, like melting into the desert. Like that, you know, let's just keep riding this poor thing along. Let's get back on. Painful experience. We're going to get back on. We're going to keep going. We're going to get back on. We're going to keep going. This poor horse just avoiding constantly avoiding the depth of the emotional pain and really avoiding like what is underneath this right and so cancer comes along it's like oh we're gonna 
rip everything out from you where you have you have tied your identity to this career, which was like, oh my God, if I even started to talk about the last few years of my corporate career, it was hideous, just hideous. I look back now and I'm like, what? Wow. I mean, kudos for like perseverance. Also like, what the fuck, Natalie? Like, leave, you know? So I get it. I get it when people say they can't leave situations, whether that's, you know, work, intimate, whatever, because, yeah, I was that person. This was a quote that was said, and just to really give you, like, because I'm pretty sure we do this as humans. We go, oh, yeah, but she doesn't really understand because, you know, I mean, she's got this, like, everything worked out. Oh, FYI, I don't. I don't think anyone has anything worked out. I mean, I look at, I look at the Dalai Lama and I'm like, that guy's pretty fucking zen. And he still says so much to journey in this human body, you know. It's a whole other conversation. What is the purpose of being human, you know. But I know there is that perception out there of like, oh, what does she understand? You know, she's white. She's doing okay. She, her life looks pretty good, you know. And, and you know, I don't dispute any of that. I think, like, I'm got pretty fortunate, you know. But... He, he, the like I feel like I, and I and I don't know whether also this was like is this part of my like wacky soul contract is to be like to journey these journeys so that I can be like I get you I get you I get you do you resonate with me because I get you I get your experience I get where you've been and it may look like I'm like uh it's so cool you know it's nothing's like on you know, downhill here, but it's like, that's perspective and mindset, right? And belief. That's not, that's not that the event wasn't significant. It's just like, am I going to let that, that event constantly reframe me, define me and have me in contraction and like a lack of trust, a lack of expansion, a lack of connection to my heart, a lack of compassion with, for myself and others, right? Am I going to sit in that space of absolute contraction or am I going to use that pain and transmute that into my power. Because we all have it. It's just what we decide to do with it. We all have that. It's just what we decide to do with it. And I'm going to tell you straight off the bat, right, that this obsession we have with not doing the work, because it is, where we're like, I don't know, just not in enough pain yet. Or, no, 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 I'm really happy. Uh, it's bullshit because I've been you, 1,000% have been you, and the person that I am on the, on the, 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 on the journey of doing some personal work, like I'm not going to sit here and say like, oh, yeah, so totally got to figure it out now because I don't. I don't think anyone has. Like I just said about the Dalai Lama, right? We're all works in progress and then we die. Yay! So, you know, that we we still do this and we're like, well, once I'm this, then I'll be this. Once I'm this, once I, so, um, you know, I used to run, and I'm going to come back to the work store. I haven't forgotten. I know I'm going off on tangents today, but I'm like so much to like blah, 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 share. 
once I'm thin, once I am happy, once I am not so bad with money, once I make more money, once I'm more happy, uh, um, more successful in my career, once I make EGM, once I have um, run this far, once I can do this at the gym, once I'm this size, once when I have a six pack, when I have like, yeah, there is the and then destination, right? The once I am destination is like, it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. When we are deferring the action we need to take today for our soul, because we're doing the, no, 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 I'll be happy once I'm, right? Once I'm, look for it on a map. It doesn't exist. And so this thing we have where we're like, oh, well, once I'm these, it's just the constant deferral of doing the work we need to do for our soul today because, of, I don't know, I'll be scared. I think we're scared. I think also we're attached to our problems because I think we wonder who will I be beyond this? And I tell you, when you're having a good day and you're like loving yourself sick, right? You're going to be that woman on steroids beyond this. That's who you're going to be. That's who you are going to be. So let go of the who will I be beyond this because that's who you will be. This woman that you love on your good days on fucking steroids because she'll be like, oh, I believe I worried about all that bullshit. I can't believe I did those things. But also we'll still recognise that part of yourself that is like, yeah, sometimes I still look at my body and I'm like, oh, what the fuck happened here? And then other days I'm like, oh, I love you so much, Natalie. You're just so amazing. We just get to be all the things, right? And doing the work and letting go of our, like, attachment to pain and painful experiences and I mean that as in, I don't mean as in they're not going to happen. Listen to the language. The attachment to, right? And realising that, like, things happen in life. Life is a rich experience. It is varied and dynamic. Some things are going to be awesome. Some things are going to be a shit sandwich. It's how we respond to them. It's what we take the meaning away to be, Right? And if we can get to the point where we're like, well, I think I'm pretty fucking awesome, even in my dark and my light, when something happens that rocks our sense of self, because that's what happens, the old ego goes, what does this mean about me? Well, actually, it just doesn't mean anything. It just means this thing happened, right? But we still have, I, my ego still runs out. Susan, she's like, ah, what will people think of us? You know, but what it, what it, <laughs> Oh, it's a funny little visual in my head about what that looks like. <laughs> ah, what will you think of us? I don't know. Does it matter? Just another way of weeding out the ones that are for us that aren't and the ones that aren't. Um, you know, Susan, yeah, she, she, she will ride out there all worried about what people will think of us. But also it's like, I don't know, am I physically safe? Am I emotionally safe? Yep. Okay. Well, let's move on. We're cool. We're good here. We're good here. You know, 
the acceptance of who we are and how we show up is the thing that allows us to move off the spot of, of what the, the pain point that we're in, right? So, you know, coming back to the cancer thing, it was like, literally like, we're going to take away your identity, your job, right? Uh, we're going to, you're, we're literally just going to stop you. You're just going to stop. Like, stop. You cannot go anywhere. Stop. You're going to, in and out of hospital, you're going to need help. You are going to need help, accept it, graciously accept it. And, you know, I think the biggest thing for me is like um, because I had externalised so much of how I perceived myself, my worth, my validity was like just this external experience. Okay, so I've got the... The job, the car, the clothes, the money, the lifestyle, um, this, this fucking veneer. I uh, have been writing about it in my social media. This veneer, like a peacock, you know, that like crack, you could not crack that. So I'm like, you know, wandering around with like the perfectly coiter, the peacock, you know, look at me with all the shiny things in the hope that this absolute polarity of I want you to love me, right? Please love me, but I cannot let you see what is underneath because underneath was this scared and just incredibly vulnerable inner child who was like, love is fucking unreliable. So I want you to love me, but I cannot let you see what's underneath here. And I want you to love me, but I've got this fucking exterior up uh, because I cannot let you see how vulnerable I am underneath here. Like I, I might let you in to love me and this might really hurt when you leave me because I don't have a sense of my worth outside of seeking it through you or you or you or clothes or cars or jobs or how much money I, like, honestly, this used to be a thing where I'd be like, oh, I'm only earning 250 grand a year. There are people in my industry earning more than me. Oh my God, that means they're better than me. Why am I earning as much as these guys? And I would honestly take it as just this big fucking slap in the face of I'm not valued as much as these guys. These guys, it's a boys club. That Now, look, some of that is very true, right? I'm not the value thing, just that there's networks, right? And those networks serve each other. And sometimes those networks are done on connection rather than on what someone actually brings to the table in terms of, um, you know, capabilities and, like, merit, right? And for me, I was, like, in such that justice blueprint because I couldn't see my own worth and I needed everything outside of me to reflect my worth because I couldn't see it for myself. I cannot see my own worth. I need this to be shown outside of me. This is not happening for me. 
And so very much sitting in that space of like, here's all my validation, here's all my worth, here's all this stuff that's coming from outside of me until, you know, that wasn't there anymore. No, the job wasn't there. It was just someone who had cancer. I was probably going to die. In all reality, I was probably going to die. And what did I, what had I done? I, and, you know, the thing that came up for me, it wasn't like people would say to me in the first sort of like three months, what are you going to do? Are you going to go traveling? And I was like, just like dead inside, you know, like just like, fuck, I'm just hanging in here. This is, I'm literally here for my son, you know. Um, and, but what I was missing at that point, like as I reflect back, right, and I'm like, what was happening for me there? But what I was missing is that I just had no connection to myself, you know, none to myself. And so I was literally like, why am I here? I had externalised even like my, my life force to my job, my child, my relationships, my how I was showing up for everyone else. I was so fucking honestly like, just the tin man, nothing inside. I just keep having this visual of like this fucking hard veneer and just nothing inside. Um, and, you know, I know that like I had a very good exterior. Of, actually, I'm not even going to talk about that. People who know me, you know me. You know the journey I've been through. I don't have to explain to you whether I thought our connection was meaningful. I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is like my relationship with myself was like fucking non-existent. just non-existent and the only time I really related to myself when was when I was potentially in an addictive cycle um so with like drugs and I mean I was gonna actually just go nothing hard but it doesn't matter I was in an addictive cycle with drugs mostly weed and uh you know amphetamines uh MDMA that was sort of my suite of choice and you know my connection to myself was like largely non-existent except in the space of if I was in an, in an addictive cycle or I was experiencing physical pain I'm sure there's something in there let's see what comes up with that but what I really wanted to like leave you with because I feel like I'm like this is we're drawing to a close here was just the thing around cancer, right? For me, it's like, um, it was absolutely like purpose of absolutely a wake up for me, you know, wake the fuck up, Natalie. And what happened for me in that space was like, I firmly believe that my beliefs created, my beliefs about myself, about my health, about my life, about participation in conflict about love being unreliable about all the unresolved emotional pain I absolutely believe that that manifested in cancer that's you know and like I said I'm a Louise Hayes like you know um so you know I like that's the descent down right was that I had this absolute absolutely in irrefutable for me that there was creation of that disease. And I'm not blaming myself and being like, you're a shit person because you did this. I'm like, it's all beautiful, right? Because I've ended up where I am. And without any of these steps or these spaces 
occurring, these experiences I've had, I would not be who I am today. And I don't say that lightly. I do not say that lightly. There is so much potency in that, right? And if we actually allow ourselves to experience the fullness of what we've lived in life, of what we've journeyed, of what we've experienced, and we really allow ourselves with so much love and compassion for ourselves to like fully experience those emotions and feelings in those situations where we take off the shame, where we remove this, take ourselves out of that shame spiral and we stop blaming ourselves and we stop judging ourselves and we just start loving ourselves for the fact that we are who we are and we've experienced these things. And these have made us the person that we are today. And beyond that, you know, where, where, where do we want to come back to? What, what, what are our values? Like what's your highest value? Mine's joy and connection, right? Joy, connection, freedom. Like don't fence me in, baby. Make me laugh and connect with me on a meaningful level, right? Connect with me and my soul, because that's where I'm inviting you into when you're in my space. You know, what are your highest values? We get to, we get to fully embrace the fullness and richness of the life we've lived. Clearly I'm talking to like women who are like in their midlife, you know, they're saying midlife phase, right? So you're like, just moving this microphone a little bit. So, you know, you've, um, you've journeyed some things and that gets to be good, right? So the descent into cancer was absolutely, you know, my own, um, these experiences I'd had, like this inability to like actually just experience the emotional pain. It's like run, 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 which, you know, I think largely we are all encouraged to, society at large is encouraged to like, oh, don't worry about that. Go and have a beer, go and do something to externalize your happiness, like addiction issues, um, you know, even dating to an extent, apps where you can swipe right or left. I mean, look, I love it for the convenience and also very good in fucking lockdown when we can't, you know, COVID, when we can't go anywhere. Beautiful. But And I have a whole other way of looking at that. So that's another podcast. But also I'm like, okay, the way that we actually use that is, is like where are we robbing ourselves of the richness of connection, right? And I'm absolutely a fan of dating apps. It's just like we have to, our presence and how we presence ourselves when we're stepping into that space is, is the catalyst for the experience, right? So, you know, Descent into the valley, all of these experiences that I had in life, it's like the, ooh, that's the descent. Okay, that's, yep. And then there was the, like, being in there. So the grieving, the discomfort, the uncomfortable feelings that, like, I had no, there was no running. I was like, oh, okay, I have to sit here. There was nowhere to go either, either. I was too sick to, like, do much. So it was like me and my thoughts, you know. <laughs> Me and my getting real with myself, you know. There was a stage where even like I was like always on my phone doing stuff, you know, because like I'm on board and we're going to start doing a business or whatever. And um, 
And then it was like, God's like, oh, no, sorry. You're just trying to distract yourself again. We're going we're gonna to have this eyesight thing happen as a response to the drugs you're on. Whoops. Also, the drugs are working, so we're not going to take you off them because the drugs are working. The cancer's at bay and your eyesight's not getting any worse, but it's not getting any better. So it's like I couldn't even watch TV. And if I was on my phone too much, it was like definitely um, really impacted uh, how I could, how I could, uh, how like the, oh my God, the quality of my vision. <laughs> and then just to really just to add a kicker, it was like this kind of like serious, but not life-threatening. We're just going to add a little side effect that's serious, but not life-threatening. Definitely means you just have to rest. Take it easy. <coughs> so all those ways I would have distracted myself was were unavailable to me. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is, like, really shit. And then it was like, actually, this is all happening perfectly for you because you're being invited to really pr be present with what is coming up for you. This is a fucking gift. Like, honestly, we've given you cancer. We don't want to have to kill you, bitch, because you're not going to get the lesson. That's what I feel like God was saying to me at that point. God and my soul were like, you know, teamed up and going, fuck, can you just get it? Can you? Please. Please, Natalie, please. We're really trying to, like, give you this, like, you know, lived experience that you're going to get the metaphor from and then you're going to apply that to your life. Are you? You know, so that was the the middle. And then the whole bit is like, okay, because I'm like this. There's a part of me that's like, so grateful I didn't die. Let's just accept it for that, right? But, <clears throat> but then there's this bigger part of me that's like, why didn't you? Why didn't you? Why didn't you die? Hmm. <clears throat> now. There's a whole lot of stuff I still am like, you know, what really is there for me? But I, what I do know is that it was not too hard. I didn't have cancer to have cancer, have cancer to wake the fuck up. And I really strongly feel that's why I do what I do, is that there's something in that space for me to be here sharing with you about, it, like embracing the richness of life. You know, this is not about me going off to be a business coach or, you know, to be this, it's like, listen, let's just tick down the list of all the reasons why you are not living in your full expression, your fullest, richest version of your life. Because I question, like 95% of women are not. And we can blame, oh man, that was like big, but meant to come out, energy moving, this is good. Um, we can blame systems and people but at the end of the day this is on us oh and you are going to come at me and that's cool you can but i'm also probably not going to participate because it's not up to me again to answer these questions for you this is your invitation if this triggers the fuck out of you why why does it trigger you why does it trigger you when I say that's on us as women? A little bit of an invitation there. Anyway, 
I feel like this is the perfect note to tie up today on. And I know that it's been a long and winding road. And thank you so much for being with me. And, you know, like getting down with the whole jam session. But, you know, um, what do I want to leave you on the note with? I got cancer to wake the fuck up. Let's call it that. And, you know, um, I still don't really own that and I don't talk about. Also, I'm not meaning to under underplay at all or downplay the role of modern medicine. I had some, a mycologist, I'm like, she's a fucking legend. So if you, you know, Victoria, Associate Professor Victoria Atkinson, for anyone who wonders, and, and Vic, if you're listening, you know, shout out to you. You had me, you had my back, I'm forever grateful. But also, you know, there are many people who are in a similar prognosis situation to me and didn't survive. And I don't mean to downplay that. I'm certainly not downplaying that, but I'm saying like, whoa and whoa and whoa in the middle. It's probably not going to make too much sense on a podcast, is it? But, you know, that's me. Feel me in the transmission. So I got cancer to wake the fuck up. I feel like part of my gift is to be here to share with you these things and to open up that sense of, like, you know, awareness and get curious and keep asking yourself, and what is underneath this for me? And, you know, my parting question to you is, like, we've all had the feather, you've possibly had the brick, you may have had the Mack truck. And so where are you on the scale of, like, just living this life that, like, is for you, you know? I don't believe that, like, I think we obsess about this space we live in. It, like, has to be an awe. And I, for me, I am a, I am an, what if it is an and? What if it isn't an awe? What if it's a, I can have this and this? Our thoughts create a reality. Our belief systems support our thoughts, our reality, and how we show up and how we live our life and what and what we support to come through in our world. Where are you and all that? And on goes the light. Or maybe you just dropped into the basement. I don't know. But anyway, thank you for joining me today. As always, I love these jam sessions. Um, I'm really endeavouring to say um and like less, you know, as I become more settled in the podcast world. But whew, what I'm going to say is nice work. Well done. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for listening. If you, I, as you know, I am here for the comments. Always please be respectful and compassionate in your, um, to you and your peeps, me included. But I'm here for the comments. If there's anything you want to talk about, anything you feel you need to know, reach out, kids, ladies. Have a beautiful day. Grateful for you all.
Thanks for joining me for t- for today's episode of In Conversation. It's always so nice to share with you these epic conversations, either from me sharing my musings and literal brain dumps, or <clears throat> from some of the epic guests that I have had the pleasure of sitting down in conversation with. If you have loved this podcast episode and would like some more, you know where to jump on across to and, you know, maybe binge listen to the rest of the library. And if you'd like to stay up to date with what's happening in my world, with my different avenues of work, from coaching to speaking gigs, jump on over and follow me at Facebook, Nat Quirk, or on Instagram at Nat underscore Quirk. Have a blessed day.